Oh, we'll talk about like, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanna... <laughs> Thanks, JD. Go district. <laughs> bleep a ball. Bleep a ball. Bleep a ball. Bleep bleep ball and I bleep a ball. Bleep a ball. It's the go district, y'all. A ball, cause I bleep bleep bleep. Hey, bleeding a ball, defeated the ice and see him at all. JD in the pies, I needed it all. I bleeded a lie, you bleeded a lie, not bleeded a lie. And that's what a goat do. Facts, let me show you. Happen to know, do strapped and they don't do bad and they don't lose. Make you wanna bleep bleep bleep. It's the goat district, boys giving you the business and no gimmicks. The best ball drafts got me feeling like it's Christmas. Then it's Christmas all of a sudden and these riches came from nothing and I got this all from loving the district. See, I just drafted, forget it. I laugh at the critics, yeah. they mad at the digits yeah. I clap back by listening yeah. See, ballin' ain't a problem if you kick it with them off And I refresh the feet till autumn Then I bleep, 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 go What is up, Fantasyland? We are ballin' on a Friday night with some badass ballers My boy Theo under me Theo, how you doing, brother? I'm great. I'm excited. I'm splitting the team with my man Turk tonight. This is uh, this is fun. I'm I'm very happy that I don't have to run the the podcast. The other night with uh, Chris Vaccaro and Dan, I'm sitting there like you know pressing buttons. I forgot to do the outro music. It's all good, brother. It's all good. I heard you comment on that. It's all good, man. Busting my balls on that, but I'm happy to be drafting with Wheeler and and uh, Terp. Um, it's this is awesome to get in here on a Friday night. Yeah, man, this is going to be fun. Kevin Wheeler, buddy, welcome back. Always always a blast to have you. We I, we know you go to bed at like 5 p.m., so we're... we're, we're <laughs> 7, 7 p.m. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm usually in bed, you know, chilling, watching you guys, but uh, Friday night, nothing to do. Shout out Definitely to Joey B. Shout out to Joey B that wants to hang with us, and we hope uh, him and the fam are safe uh, out there uh, with they're dealing with, I think, Seriously. some blood. Yeah. Crazy. We were all talking about the 101. Um, be interesting to see who goes off the board here. It's been almost CMC. I'd say he's been like 75 plus percent um, from what I've been seeing like the last two weeks. It's kind of like the consensus is, is moving. This one, we see Jonathan Taylor go 101. I had my JT t-shirt just in case he slides. You jinxed yourself. Oh, no. And Jefferson gone. Oh, man. That's all right. We'll go McCaffrey. That's that's not bad either. So. That's a that's a that's a nice uh, a nice value right now. That's a nice, very nice value actually. I would have taken I would have taken J Jeff at one hundred and one. Honestly, yeah, that's that's who I thought I was taking at one hundred and three. I was sure I was getting another Jefferson share, but I took a Justin Jefferson one hundred and one. Wheeler's on the clock here, Um, but let's see who Wheeler takes. I'm taking Kelsey. Okay, I like that. I mean, he's going to get one hundred and fifty targets, right? Nice. I'm with you on that. It's usually where he goes, middle of the first, tight end premium. Those joining us, FFPC, 125 buy-in, 200 grand for first, and we balling. Terp, I'm queuing up a couple guys I know you'll like. I feel I, like I we're on the same wavelength, so that's a good thing. There's not going to be many questions on these picks. <laughs> yeah, there's not There's not going to be too many too many arguments, at least in the first 10 rounds, I'd imagine. Um, we're, we're, we're looking for high upside guys. That, uh, Pretty much any of those four yeah. I'm good with, 
a hundred percent. And if you, if you want to add one more, go for it, but they kind of no. stand out for this build. No, that's pretty much perfect for me. And the, these first, like these, especially the first round, it's been pretty much the same standard. guys. Yeah. Just move them around a bit here and there, but it's been pretty standard. Like Abib says, uh, uh, I think it was today I was listening. He was saying you can take any of the, the guys in the first and second round in any order. You know, you can't really go wrong. It's pretty flat. Like Wheeler went Kelsey at the, at the 105, but I think, you know, some people have him a, a little bit later this year in FFPC. But like, if you, you go down to like fifth, between like six and 15, um, a lot of people are going to give you different rankings. So it's, I think the one, the top four really, really stand out. Um, and then after that, it's, it's, it's a little bit questionable. Like Eckler goes somewhere, but um, you know, like JD, he fell to us the other night in pros versus Joe's. Yep. Yeah, that was a fun okay, draft. Okay, so we're, we're OTC here, Terp. Um, I'm good with you picking either one of those guys. If Which you one makes to, it back? I Which think one do you think the, makes it back, one or two? I think two two probably makes it back more likely um, than than one, unless you want to pivot. Um, we know we'll get one of those two, I'd imagine, if you want to go Andrews here, but I'm okay with both these guys. Uh, pick a select. Okay. We selected DeAndre good. Swift. So that was a, that was a good one. I'm going to load up a couple contingencies. Wheeler, where do you have DeAndre Swift right now for your running back rankings? He's right around there. Like uh, uh, my ranking, my rankings are different than the way I draft usually too. Um, I think I don't have my rankings pulled up right now. Uh, by, by the way, Wheeler, take a look. Am I allowed to say Wheeler or no? Yeah. Say what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, Wheeler's rankings, uh, you guys will find those at what is it called? The uh, Josh Larson, Josh Larson, thirty third team, the thirty third team, the thirty third team. I hope it. I hope it wasn't a, a secret Wheeler because I announced it on the. No, no. I'm like shout out to Wheeler. <laughs> oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, it's definitely not a secret. Terp, we we have our pick. We could go with our preferred running back. Um, I put two guys. If you want to change it up. But I'm okay running back, running back start, and I think we both really, really like those guys. 1,000%. Keep it moving. Okay, good. So so uh, Terp and I had uh, Swift and Saquon in our queue, and we kind of just bet on Saquon being the, the guy we'd get at, at the uh, – you know, in the second round versus uh, taking at the 11 spot. So it was a little – Little game theory um, by Turbo. Worked out perfectly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I like Barkley there. I've, I just made. I just had a build. Same thing. I grabbed the running backs and and then went Barkley again, and then hammered uh, the other positions. But that's uh, it's a good start, boys. With the the back to back RBs, we got back to back receivers right before with Diggs and Adams. So Wheeler, I know you've I, got your pick coming up in in three, but we 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 alluded to like what you're going to have uh, Swift ranked. I guess for me, it's like Swift. Swift to me, his upside is just extremely high um, compared with maybe a couple of running backs you might have right near him. Would you kind of agree with that on like a range of outcomes type look? Absolutely. Like I do have, I have Swift and Saquon at seven and eight. I have Saquon ahead of them at this point in time, but th they're interchangeable. Like everything, everything after the first two really. It's kind of interchangeable. Where am I? Hold on. All right. Um, I actually have a surprise that I'm not going to mention yet ahead of them. Well, when he when he goes off the board, you can you can talk about that player. We'd love yeah, to hear. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be the one taking him. Um, 
but yeah, I have them at seven and eight, and it's mainly just because yes, they have the upside to be one overall, but they I, to me they both have injury concerns. You know, like and quite honestly, like Barkley's injury concerns shouldn't shouldn't matter as much as they have in my head and I probably everybody's head because you know for months Saquon was going in the third round now now you see him in that first second one two turn you know a couple months ago he was mid third round so but really in my mind what's the difference between Saquon and Christian McCaffrey so it's I mean, I think that in terms of if we're picking running backs that could lead all running backs in receptions, they're certainly in like the top, you know, two or three. Um, I would Easily. say right right now, like Najee led all running backs in receptions this year. And I think that like, even though we're not as bullish on on the situation, um, you can't discount like Najee. He can catch a lot of balls. But I think if I had to bet on three guys, it would be McCaffrey, um, Saquon, and then I'm betting on Swift to take a take a big step forward this year. Um, and you can't discount Aaron Jones either. I think he's he could catch a ton of balls this year. But yeah, um, that's kind of my bet right. right there. My Aaron Jones is the one I have ahead of Swift and Barkley, um, just because his splits without Devontae Adams there are through the roof. Not that it'll actually even be close to the same team, but I mean Rogers is going to have to dump the ball off constantly. I've, I've bumped, I've bumped Saquon ahead of Aaron Jones. I mean, I ha- like where you took Aaron Jones, I think is fine, but like yeah. where I'm, where I'm, I'm looking to get a little more swift, a little more Barkley. I do worry a little bit about AJ Dillon. Um, Aaron Jones has been so good um, at finding a way to score rushing touchdowns too. I just, I, I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's absolutely a second rounder. I just, when it comes to the upside slightly capped for me, just because of the presence of Dillon where Swift and Barkley, you know, have, Brita and Williams behind them. Um, I think that just kind of makes them a, a little more appealing. But I, I know you're right with the splits. If that's sustainable, you know, Jones is going to be the league winner. It, even if it's not quite as sustainable as it is, it's still he does better. He's going to be a targeted receiver. Like that. That JD, you, JD's coming up. Who are you? Who are you looking at here, JD? I got to go. Uh, I just I just uh, tweeted to you today I needed a bit more of this guy. So I'm going to take my boy Pittman as my wide receiver too after. I did see that tweet. Wasn't really too happy about it coming in tonight. Against. Well, you know, we weren't going to get him at, at the 311 anyway. No shot. I mean, but... he's just, he's just I, I was hoping Pitts. I was hoping Pitts. He was two, two spots away from falling to me there. But Kamara was the other guy I actually have. Why is he not going higher? People are still. I, I actually. I now have him ranked. Yeah. They push the court day back 60 days. So, like, in a best ball, yeah, you're still talking, all right, maybe he gets suspended towards the end of the season. But, oh, shit, I'm up. (laughs) I will say, Turk, the one thing with Kamara, I'm with you, where I think right now it looks like he's going to play at the beginning of the season. I will say that the the negative with Kamara, if you want to be super pessimistic, is if something happens during the season, all, all you know, we hear about this tape, um, you know, something where you're 10 games in and all of a sudden you're having to deal with the legal issue, that that could happen. Um, I'm not betting on it. Well, it wouldn't. And I'm, I'm willing to take, you know, Kamara at like the 2-3 turn, but I don't think I'm willing to push him up higher than that. No suspension. Where does Kamara go? I think he, 
I think if there's no suspension, I think he's um, right Aaron. away. He'll be somewhere in the like that, Archie? right around the Debo Aaron Aaron Jones uh, level, right there. I think That's like Kamara will be right behind. Jones. Yeah, like somewhere somewhere in that range. Uh, I think he'd be ahead of the Javante Fournette uh, ETN trio right away. Yeah. Um, and I think all it would take is a you know a couple of of positive things, and I think he'd go up even higher. I mean. You know, we talk about guys running backs who can catch the football. I mean, he's a given to catch the football. Um, Turk, we need to we need to fill up this queue a little bit because I have a feeling he's going to be gone. I agree. Alvin Kamara, as far as like my redraft rankings, I already have him above Swift, Barkley, and Aaron Jones. But with best ball, I'm afraid Kamara could miss games still towards the end when it's actually yeah most important big worry right now that would be a killer so like i get it um but i think you know that that's always got to be in the back of your mind right if you if you have if you have 25 teams this year you absolutely want to be drafting alvin kamara a lot right now but if you're somebody who's playing in just a few home leagues even that's something you should keep in the back of your mind um okay terp we're 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 in the hole here okay so that there goes the there goes one of them I, i will say does one make it I back? That, I think that I think that um, if you want to take two, I think two is it's now the time to take two. I'm I'm not pot committed to him. I'm good with um, two I too. I don't have that many shares of him. Okay, so I think this is the time to take two and kind of push him up a little bit. I think there's a good. Uh, Austin Ehlers here bringing up the week 13 to 17 schedule. Do you guys agree with him? Is that something you guys pay attention to early in the drafts? Or are you looking at that more later when you're looking at different stacks and, and uh, correlations between your roster? I look at it for, for if I'm drafting like, you know, in a FFPC league, I'll look at it for the, for the buys to make sure I'm not, you know, stuck, stuck holding a late buy. But in terms of um, the strength of schedule for weeks 13 to 17, not so much. Um, you know, I've tried to look at week 17 um, correlation um, when I'm playing, doing best ball and, and a little bit for FFPC, but um, not really. And then shout out to, to Todd. Um, Todd. Todd has got me thinking about week 16 a lot. So I'm starting to look at like week 16 and 17, but not, not scheduled, more, more just correlation and, and whatnot. Definitely. Yeah, same. I might take it as a tiebreaker, but it's nothing that I'm going to – Really, <clears throat> really plan around. So, Turp, we're, we're one away here, and uh, okay. So we 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 could take one here, which makes a lot of sense. But I you will say two. number. Well, I'll just say structurally, two might might make sense, um, especially with the best ball setting, because the weeks he misses are not going to be murderous row. But I'm okay taking one. I think you're really high on him, and I, I have a lot of him as well. So, do you want to go that way? The problem is, I have a lot of him but I don't have a lot of two. Okay. So let's, I I'm, I'm with you. I don't have a lot of two either. So why don't we go with two this time? And, and it helps with our structure. Yeah. Okay. The structure makes sense. So I like Kittle, I like it. There. Yeah. Kittle, I think is like, we took him in the pros versus Joe's um, the JD and I drafted with Dan Williamson. Uh, and it was like, I don't have a lot of him either, but I feel like in best ball, it, even if he doesn't play the full schedule, you'll, the boom weeks matter more. And I think we're going to be, comfortable enough taking our tight end two and maybe tight end three that we can kind of make up for it if, if Kittle has a couple of, of missed Correct. weeks this year. So yeah. I'm okay with it. And we were looking at 
he's still on the board now. Right. Um, hope, I don't know if he'll make it to Wheeler. We'll see after Wheeler uh, picks. We can talk about the guy we passed on. You can talk about him now. No, no, no. We'll, 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 we don't want to. No table talk. No table talk, Wheeler. Oh, no, that's quite all right. That's quite. That's fine. You guys are pros, man. You guys, are, you guys could put show your cards while you're playing. I, <laughs> no, I'm curious to see which way Wheeler goes because four oh seven is kind of a weird little spot. There's a couple of guys oh. I can see him taking. There's actually quite a few guys here. Uh, I'm considering. You you started Kelsey in the first, Aaron Jones in the second, and then DJ Moore with a nice little balanced start. Where are you going to go here? Ooh. <laughs> There's there, one easy one. Just very easy. Like, Herb, I'm I, just I see, up a couple. Of, I'm sorry, go ahead. I go see ahead. three guys. Sorry, I see three guys I like. And. Yeah, it all depends. A very easy one here. I, I think there's just a massive tear break after this one in, at his position. Like, I don't. I, have we forgotten about Zeke? Uh, no, that wasn't the one. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I, the, it was. It was Sutton. Sutton was the one that turned. Sutton was. Yeah, Sutton. He, he was. He was next in the queue. Like I'm just thinking after, after Zeke, we're talking about Dobbins, Montgomery. No, massive tear break. Um. I guess, yeah, not a lot of people are high on Zeke, but it's fourth round. I mean, yes, Sutton and Marquise Brown, the next two to go were the other two guys I was eyeing up. Yeah, I just feel as though wide receiver is pretty deep, and I might be able to make up for missing out on them in the next few rounds. Yeah, it's for me, it's like once Brees Hall goes, I've been like kind of pumping the brakes a little bit. Um I think like like Zeke Zeke Akers and him are all kind of close to one another, um, mm-hmm. but I like I like Brees Hall um, when I'm able to get him in this range. But Sutton, I love like like Turp and I had him maybe even take it to three eleven. Um, it's we've had we've asked every single guest on the Goat District, and you know we'll get your guys' opinion on this when we're done <laughs> with the draft. But at the at the uh, if we besides Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. And Cooper Cup, which wide receiver is the wide receiver one this year? If you had to pick one, and like yeah, my uh, third Glenn, round, Glenn, Lowe, Glenn Lowy and Nelson Sousa, um, or excuse me, it was Glenn Lowy and Chris Vaccaro, um, two of like the sharpest dudes I know. Um, they they both went with Sutton as like the one they could see just doing it, and it's I was already on him, but I think it's you've just kind of surprised he hasn't moved up more with the Tim I think it's. I think it's there's a lot of there's a lot of very sharp people on Judy as well, and I think that um, I think it kind of makes each of them potentially a little discounted, but one of them will absolutely crush ADP, and I think that Sutton profiles more as like the downfield alpha with elite touchdown upside. It's just like a better bet. Like Judy, we're like we want more things from, um, like we think it could happen, but to me, it's like if one wide receiver on Denver just goes nuclear this year, it's Sutton. Although I'm not afraid to take Judy in the fifth round. Like, Judy, I'll all. take a bet on that as well. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, coming up. I have so much Sutton. I think that is probably why I tend yeah. to pivot off of him. Now, and I expect him to start to drive up higher. He was him, Marquise Brown are like my late third pick. After, after DJ Moore, it's Sutton or Brown. Like, oh, that's what I'm looking at. Got sniped again. 
my second most owned receiver gone, Bateman. JD, that one hurts. That would yeah, that one really hurt. Wide receiver one, four for you. That one really, Chris, really, uh, really hurt. Where are you at here, uh, JD? There's a couple interesting names. Yeah, I mean, you know, Montgomery's been sitting there. I, I wanted to hammer receiver still though. Uh, Hawkinson's there. Uh, I don't like taking after those top guys are gone. Not big on taking tight ends here. Gibson's a guy that's interesting. I find he's kind of falling at a good value. What are we in the fifth round? Um, Brandon Cooks is not a bad. Actually, my buys here. JD is in the full clock. Full clock. Yeah, I'm going full clock here. You guys can wait. So honestly, Theo, I was waiting. Uh, I, I was excited to answer your question at the end about the receiver you think will go. Uh, that could be wide receiver one. My guy is DJ Moore. Like I, I you know, I, I listen to every show and I always comment. DJ Moore has been my guy. Um, but yes, yeah, Sutton's like definitely a contender. What, what's that? You must like Baker then. I I think D Moore is quarterback proof, but yes, I think Baker can get him the ball in the end zone. It helps him. Doesn't hurt him. Like all he's missing is the end zone targets. Like it damn definitely it. helps him. It definitely, definitely helps him. Um, I think the like, you know, DJ Moore was twenty eight percent target share, and I think he was top four in in wide receiver in like air yards share. Um, and I think that he's just such a good player. You're just you just need him to have eight touchdowns, which is so doable because um, you know he keeps getting these low touchdown totals. Um, but with that target share, those air yards, and his talent, and a little bit more consistent, uh, that Casey Why? connection just sniped us there, Terp. Um, but I think I love that. I love that call, uh, Wheeler. I could easily see him being like a top five, top six wide receiver. And if things break your way and you're in that level, you know, who knows how high you get up. Yeah, I got. I, 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 I wanted Cooks or Metcalf, and they got, they went right before me. Always happens. That guy swiped both of us, Allen and us. Yeah, that was an ugly swipe. Yeah, didn't didn't see that one coming. This is a tricky tricky range coming up for us, uh, Turf. We gotta gotta make a good call. This is kind of like a it's very flat. I don't mind pushing a guy up structurally either. I think I know who you're talking about. Where is he? <laughs> the first the first four rounds, you can kind of like. You always have a one of those stud tight ends as a backup plan, but then when you get into these rounds, it's it's so flat. And in a lot of the positions, unless you're going QB early, it's it's pretty flat. In most I don't uh, love I don't love Schultz there. Um, I'm curious, Wheeler, kind of where you're on the clock. Um, Terp, I'm I'm kind of a I don't mind I don't mind going with number one here, but I think if I think if we want. If we want to consider number four, always makes for the best radio when they're <laughs> getting. Well, we can we can we can talk about on the clock here. Um, I just don't know if number if number the team after us is listening. No, that's fine. Keep going the way you're going because I get it. You're on the end for those. So listening. you guys are in the eleven spot. So I'm I'm okay. I'm okay going with number one here if you're feeling it. Um, Terp, or we could run the we could roll the dice and take number four. I have no get four. A, let's take four and let's get a little 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 bit of him here because I I don't think we want to force running back. No, because um, it's going to start I, getting ugly. Yeah, and also the next couple guys are kind of – next. the next couple guys have like a little bit more um, 
kind of red flags or competition. Um, Dylan, I think it's like a clear role despite Jones. I think he's just got a clear role in that offense. They need Dylan to be a thing this year. Uh, and they need Jones to, Jones to be a thing. They need both those guys to be really plus, good. Plus so. he's your RB3. That's that's pretty solid as an RB3. It's not like you're depending on him as your one or two. Okay, so Cooper goes. We might we might be getting our guy here. Uh, to, let's, uh, you have an interest in four? <sighs> or a different I, build I, with three? No, I, I, I think I think we – well, if we went with three – it wouldn't be the worst thing because then we then we could just uh, be done with the position essentially for a long time. Um, I'm okay with one or three here. I say we um, stay with one. Yeah, let's stay with one. So let's take Darnell Mooney. I'll draft him. You bastards. Very nice. And we were considering Dallas Goddard there um, just because I think like Goddard to me, I, I would prefer taking Goddard at the 602 than I would Dalton sure. Schultz at the 501 sure. any day of the week. 100%. Fourth even even, even, in, even in TJ Hawk for me at this point. Why not? Yeah, a round later. So, like, I don't know. Hawk, Hawk to me has the – like, he's like an elite talent. He was a top 10 draft pick. Like, I think he's very, very good. Like, I don't think Dalton Schultz is bad. But I think t- to take a guy that we got off the waiver wire last year, even in FFPC, he was going off the waiver wire. Um to, to take him and, and take him at the, at the 501, the guy had eight touchdowns last year. So I get that he might gain some targets. With Gallup. But, with but, he, but he, also yeah. came, he also came off waiver wire because he was coming off a big injury and, and Jarwin. Well, no, it, was Jar, it, was, it was Schultz. Schultz. I feel like Schultz was off the waiver wire because they both, of Jarwin. They, they we they liked had Jarwin. Like back injuries, didn't they? Schultz we liked was, Jarwin more. Schultz was like, Schultz was like tight end 13. Jarwin was the guy, then he got hurt, and then Schultz came in. Yeah, but everybody was like, everybody thought Schultz was just a blocking tight end. Like, that that was, that was his rap. And that might be right. Like, he just got peppered with targets because he was the only tight end there. And it seems like Dak or that offense keys on the tight end. Like, I don't think Schultz is any, you know, He's not a tremendous athlete. He, he doesn't have great pedigree. Like, he just oh, happened exactly. to be right, play, right place, right time. And he's still in the right place, right time. He's probably still going to get the same amount of targets. But isn't he holding in, too? Like, isn't he? Yeah, but I think they'll, they'll, they'll work that out. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fairly confident. Like, but, yeah, like, like you said, even if he gets more targets, the touchdowns could go down. I think Kelsey led the league last year with 10 receiving touchdowns. Schultz was at eight and a couple guys had nine. So it's like eight is a lot for a tight end. Um, so I think that that's the number that to me is not, not necessarily sustainable. So even if he becomes 115 target guy, like Terp, like you're a Philly guy, uh, Dallas Goddard has been heavily targeted to start camp. Like there's people tracking uh, camp targets for the first team. Goddard is in, it's going to be a very easy target tree to predict in Philly, in my opinion. And like Goddard's a, a beast. Like yeah. wide yeah. receivers out there, like he's a monster. Like I, Goddard, if give me a bet on Dallas Goddard more touchdowns than Dalton Schultz this year with some kind of odds, I'd be I'm all in. over that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I've been stacking Goddard with uh, his quarterback like crazy. I don't want to table talk. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But yes, I have Goddard above, definitely above Hawkinson. I think I have him above Schultz too. I'll double check on that, but. 
if you look at his game log after Ertz left and towards the end of the season, Hertz was definitely targeting Goddard quite often. So I'm expecting good things from him. He had a monster game in it was one of the one of the playoff weeks last year where he he just went nuts. And in FFPC, he put up a ridiculous score and got a lot of teams to the championship week. Um, so I think that, you know, Goddard's, Goddard's got it. He's got the talent. Um, and they the offense, it's kind of like the pie could be larger type argument. Um, Philly, Philly offense could go nu- nuclear. And uh, I think this could be Goddard's year. And, and it all just, comes down to Hurts. Yeah, absolutely. You're right on that, uh, Turf. But you got to feel pretty good about football. it, right? What'd you say? You got to feel pretty good about it right now. I mean, they put so much around them and the offensive the line. The talent's is so there. Good. It's just a question of can he make the throws? And that's the question. I mean, he's a he, AJ Brown, Smith. I mean, they have the three, four, five guys aren't terrible either. And then with Goddard, the best offensive line in football, Gainwell and Sanders. I mean, they're the best offense in that division. And, and you got to like, you got to like Sirianni. I feel like he's a guy that kind of seems like. Like last year, he became he, he, like towards the end of the year, they ran the ball so much so they could make the playoffs. Like he, he just kind of gets it. He plays to his personnel because they didn't um, have anybody. They had Devonta Smith and nobody else, and Goddard obviously. But now you have like AJ Brown. Was. You didn't pay him all that money for him to you know get four or five targets a game. He's going to get peppered. No doubt about that. Where have you been taking him, Terp? In the middle of the third. I mean, I, I'll push him up a little bit in certain spots. I think that's a fair spot for him. I mean, I don't think he gets in the second round. Just he should, if you believe in Hurts. I mean, he's why not AJ Brown over Tyreek Hill or T Higgins? I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy either. In fact, he has that like best friend narrative with Hurts. He he does. He has that Cooper Cup narrative of last year. Yeah. With Stafford, it's the question of can Hurts make the throws? So my take is if like for tournament settings. Like the FFPC best ball or underdog or some of these tournament type type deals, I would be interested in building um, AJ Brown at that two three turn. Um, like if I had a number of, of ones just to get that combination, because I think that like the bullish argument is is AJ Brown comes in and absolutely crushes it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Terp. He's he's uh, priced appropriately at like that three oh three to like call it three oh seven range, but there's a chance he just is like the league winner and I'd want a chance to have like uh potentially the RB one with a top three wide receiver. If, if it all falls right for AJ Brown. I agree. Yeah. AJ is going to beast out, man. People that are fading him are going to get burnt. Wheeler OTC. Yeah. Who are you taking? I'm looking at wide receiver for the most part. Um, I'm having a tough choice here. In fact, Yeah, I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit Drake London. Um, I how have reports been about him in camp though? Excellent. Drake yeah, London's okay. beginning. Oh, right. He looks great. And don't worry, Wheeler. I saw a couple highlights on Twitter. He's good. Man. He's good. Like, like I hadn't heard no, anything, and to me, no news is actually kind of pretty good news. So, but if he's getting good reports, woohoo! We've got a nice queue coming up here, Turp. We might get two of these guys. I mean, one, two, and three, I'd be doing backflips. One, obviously, but then you know, you know where we both stand on three. Yeah, hundred percent. I th- I think there's there's like honestly, I like all four um, wide receivers you have queued up, and um, yeah, we, we're definitely looking good here. 
see a couple uh couple uh bully tight end builds going on in the one spot in the eighth spot you got schultz and Ertz, and then tj Hawk and goddard back to back in the eighth spot how do you guys feel about that I'm not a fan of that just because I like going a third tight end. So I don't want to waste that kind of, or use that trying to kind of get draft capital on that position. I feel like if I get one premium tight end, I can scoop up two guys late that are being under Terp. Look at this guy, Terp. Yes. <laughs> just a scumbag move. Getting swiped. Snippered. Yeah. Getting snippered. Yeah, we sure are. Um, that's fine. We'll have to just make up for it by drafting well. My grab, yeah, I, I really would, wanted that land. I really wanted Lance too. Me too. That would. I feel like I always miss really him. Nicely. I feel like I always miss him. I, I was a couple shares of him in this, but not as many as I want. I was looking at Lance this round, but I was really after I picked Juju. I was hoping Patrick Mahomes would slide to the six because I've seen Mahomes going after Lamar in a bunch of drafts. Um. I don't know. It's so easy to stack with, too. Right. But, yeah, I, I kind of figured London rookie could explode second half. Hope for the best. I do like Lance, though, too. I was eyeing him up. In a tournament okay. like this, Lance. So we're, we're OTC. Um, I'm good with one, and hopefully two comes back. Or if you want two, we'll get one comeback. Either no, way. I like I like I like one a lot. Um, I think one works really well with our build. Okay. Let's take him. It gives us an option later too. Yeah, um, I put in four just because if he slides, it's it's pretty good value. It would be really hard for me not to take two. Yeah, or no, not, I'm with not you. one. I mean. Yeah, like I'm. It's probably the correct move. We were talking about Tony earlier, weren't we? Yeah, yeah I love Tony. Nice. Okay, so I think we take we take uh, Traylon Burks here. Terp. Easy. Okay, cool. We got Traylon. So we've kind of made up for it at wide receiver after only taking one wide. I'm receiver glad we took the Dylan there. It makes it look a lot better now. Getting Tony and Burks is like, it's it's that's really good right there. I think. Um, we wanted Trey Lance, obviously. So we were hoping Justin uh, Herbert fell to us at the 5'11", didn't happen. We were hoping Trey Lance went at the 7'11", didn't happen. So there's not really any correlation, but at the end of the day, we, we feel like we have four wide receivers we like. Three good running backs, obviously. Wheeler, how are you feeling about your team? Eh, I don't I, – I... I hate being in the middle like this too. I just I find my teams where I'm six and seven. I just I have a miserable time deciding. Or it, I have been like I have been getting the last guy of a tier, which I generally like to get. But it's it's just not. I don't feel like it's falling right for me. Um, and I don't see any stacking options really so far. So it's kind of it's. <laughs> I probably, I'm sitting here right now wishing I took Sutton, Sutton over Elliot because depending on what the guy in front of me does, it would have been the perfect opportunity to stack. Yeah. So. He, he was staring you in the face, but 
It's all right, man. But the I'm next gonna take, is you got to you got to I'm going to take Russ anyway because I just think Russ is going to There's cook. nothing wrong nothing wrong with naked Russ, man. He's got a lot of weapons, a lot of targets, right? A lot of people think well, he's spread around a bit too much, so He's he's not naked yet. Either. He's not naked like, yet, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're grabbing him at this point, you don't have right. to do right. still have options with him later. Yeah. Right. Yep. Spoiler alert. Wheeler's going to take KJ Hamler and Albert. Oh, oh. definitely <laughs> Hamler because yeah, Hamler's still cheap. He hasn't he hasn't been shooting up yet. Not yet. A little bit. He's been me. he's been creeping. He's been creeping. One preseason but, catch. But he's probably been creeping yeah. because I'm the one drafting him too early. <laughs> so, cross my fingers there. I'm, yeah. I'm doing something a little different this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little thin at running back and uh, grab. St- I love grabbing Stevenson right now. I got him in the eighth here. I got my Burrow. T Higgins stack. I've got that stack in a lot of builds. I love getting those two. Um, so I've got my four running backs, my three running, my three receivers and T Higgins, Pittman, McLaurin. Yeah. I like the uh, Stevenson pick, especially at the end of the eighth round. Um, I think that there's a lot of like pass where he could really return value there. Yeah, I definitely like him. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually, I was surprised by, both of you guys getting going kind of heavy running back. It kind of when well, when you guys did it down at eleven, I, it kind of spurred me to. All right, let me grab another running back. I'm always I've always been kind of too heavy on the running backs, and I'm just training myself to get more wide receivers early. I've been the same way. I, I've been watching Shelley draft, so like. I him a little bit, but usually it, early in the off season, I'm I'm a lot more willing to go zero RB. I still love the zero RB build, but I'm more willing to do these builds where I'm thinner at RB, but I'm getting like four or five, what I think could be studs. And then I just hammer other positions, go deep at receiver, that kind of build as well. I'm, I'm fine doing that. I've had, I've had a many different builds this year. Like I've done zero. Um, it's turned out pretty well. I've done builds like tonight. Um, but I think that to like the 11 and the 12 spot, I think a lot of times you see people go wide receiver, wide receiver there. Um, it's, I think to get these two running backs, it kind of takes the pressure off of us to play catch up um, at, at running back. And also when Diggs goes, I feel like the the Adams, Lambs, uh, CD Lamb and, and Devontae Adams just to me are not quite um, like the range of possibilities for Stefan Diggs. So for us to push one of them up um, and take them 11 – I wouldn't have necessarily liked the build as well as taking two shots at running backs that could be top five running backs. But I think it's really more the kind of getting running back out of the way um, with where you're not forced to make up for it um, by taking multiple running backs, where mm-hmm. it gives Turp and I more flexibility where maybe we could take an extra tight end. We could do a three quarterback build now. Yeah. We, could, we could just completely paint it yellow. I mean, there's a lot of different things we can do when we're not trying to chase the you know, those nine through 11 round running backs that, you know, a lot of these teams are going to have to take right now. Yep. That's exactly it. Ninth round. It's time. It's nice. It's nice getting these rookie receivers in this, in this zone there. I like how you guys took uh, Traylon Burks to add to your, uh, and then uh, you got London um, Wheeler. I was considering him there when I took Burrow, but I just had to close the stack there. Yeah, I think you talk about Russell Gage. 
No, I was looking at oh. your London, but I like Gage there too. I was looking at Gage when I took uh, Komet there. What, what do you guys feel about is is this considered? Because he was going, how high was he going, Theo Gage, at one point? Seven or six? Six ish? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was going like that, that five, six turn ish area. I've is it is this justified? Are these four rounds justified, you guys well, think? Well, in, in best ball, you you can like I mean I like Gage even even more in best ball like here in the ninth round where Wheeler got him I mean he's gonna have some some very very usable weeks um you know with with Brady in that offense um they still paid him a lot and that's a guy that they targeted and I know Godwin's at practice today but at the end of the day like Evans took a little knock Godwin's taking a knock maybe that's a, a wide receiver core where guys just missed some games. Um, and Russell Gage is going to have opportunities. So it's kind of like a, the correction is there, but like when you get him in the ninth round, especially in best ball, you can deal with it. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like Russell Gage has his role, and everybody else is kind of going to fill around it. If that make, I know it doesn't make sense seeing that Godwin and Evans have been there. Evans has his role; he's the X. We're we're if, OTC here. Um, <clears throat> So this is this is a flat range for me. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think we need to push up. Um, like if you want to if you want to square it up, it just seems just a slightly early for us to to take to take him there. Juan. But it guarantees we get him. Yeah. I don't think we take him here. Being, I think if anything, no. we took him next. Okay, so I like I like Fryermuth. Um, I like. Or I like going wide receiver. Where is where's your stance on two? I think two's fine. If you're good with two, I think two's a good good one here. Let's take him. That's fine. So wide receiver, let's take Rondell Moore. Good? Yep. We're in. Okay, cool. Now coming back, I'm with you on three. Yeah, I think that's the move. I mean, who knows what Team 8 is doing right now? So, it's either, it's either, that, it's either that or, or, we, or we take um, – do, do we think one can come back? I don't think one comes back. We have options, though. You know. We, sh- we definitely we'll probably do go to three build anyway. The three QB build anyway, probably. Yeah. I just think that there's a chance you're going to like your build more if you, if you do if you take him here and push him up. I agree. Um, it's not that much of a reach either. No, so I, I think I there's we plenty of other tight ends that fit what we're trying to do. Okay, hmm. so let's 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 take him here and get a little bit of correlation. How do you guys feel about the eight spot? Uh, the chat's going uh, having a little uh, convo about the back the back to back to back quarterbacks from seven to nine it had to be a mistake someone yeah no, someone saying that he's covering his bye weeks because lance and prescott have the same bye week so he grabbed another one but why would you grab one so soon is it would be my question i yeah, doubt that he meant i doubt i mean i don't i don't really like it um i will say that if you want to go like a uniqueness i've heard mark garcia aka hilo um talk about this a little bit where potentially some of these contests are won by a three QB build. Um, again, I don't mind a three QB build, but I don't like using three of the top 10 um, 
you know, my three of my top 10 round selections uh, to take QB. So I don't know. It's, it's not what I would have done. The three QB builds he's talking about winning though, are one early and two super late. Like, and now he's got a fourth. So he's, they got to be away from the computer or something. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, Somebody's kid got a hold of his phone or something. Something's going on. Guy likes QBs. Good thing we took who we did because yeah, yeah. God, it could get real dark if we didn't. Right. So uh, Turp and I took Justin Fields for anybody not watching the feed and just listening to it. So we now have a little Fields, uh, Darnell Mooney correlation. With um, Swift, we too. took Fields – and we took Fields as, yeah, good call with the Detroit-Chicago uh, game and the correlation. Uh, but Fields uh, at QB15 is – it's fine. It's, I think, it's, I think it's, a, it's a good space for him. And I think, uh, you know, we pushed him up only a couple spots from ADP. Damian yeah. Pierce, uh, I saw, went right after us. Uh, Damian Pierce is getting some, some really, really uh, good buzz today out of camp. It sounds like he's taking all the snaps with the first team. Um, and some some high praise from Pep Hamilton about him. The questions still remain with him. Oh yeah, I mean he's no he's no lock, but in terms of like tenth round guys, he's he's definitely interesting because he, he could definitely be, has some upside in that offense. Yeah, no, for sure. I got decisions here. <laughs> Big time Wheeler. Um, how much time I got? 20. All right. Yeah, I'm going to reach a little bit just to get my stack. Um, I probably shouldn't see that I have Kelsey, but the, the next, I don't know, like nine receivers I have in the same tier. So like, I'm going to get one of them coming back and the next running back I like. His ADP has been low. I probably should have gone with the running back I like, but we'll see. Alberto, I love me Alberto. I just actually, I just pretty sure I just did a build with Alberto and Kelsey as well. And Wheeler gets the correlation with Russell Wilson and and Alberto, which is that that's nice there. Yeah, I don't like. I don't condone or advocate. I should (laughs) say, like reaching to get the stack. I was just kind of between tier breaks and. It felt. I don't right. really think it's a reach at all. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with Terp. It's like there's like a a, a group of like five tight ends, right? Kind of close to one another right. with high upside. Um, and Alberto is one of them. So you could, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with that pick, especially in best ball. I just, I think, I also, I could have waited a round or two, maybe, and I already have Kelsey. So, I, I eh, it is what it is. Whatever. And I'm I'm going to get a, a wide receiver I like coming back, I think. So I'm not going to stress about it at all. Although I might still get that running back coming back. Lots of options at this point. And th- this is where the drafts, I feel like, really start to diversify. And this is yeah. where you, you got to get your guys and you got to get the right guys. Uh, this is – I think the middle of the draft is really where – Drafts are won and lost. The 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 dart throws, sure, they're fun, um, and they can, you know, skyrocket your team. But it's this these middle rounds that 
really make the difference. So I'm uh, I'm liking. Yeah. I, I gotta stay away from week fourteens, man. I got so many week fourteen buys. I'll go Tolbert here in Dallas. I'm liking what what we're seeing there. I was gonna go Dotson because I've got uh, McLaurin and Gibson, but I don't need too much Washington. The the main. Well, we had we had we had Tolbert all, all queued up and ready to go, JD. So. Yeah, I love Tolbert, man. I got so much Tolbert. The opportunities there. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. We took him in the pros versus Joes as well. That's right. I did say you guys would win pros versus Joes. Nice. You're, you're the favorite in the clubhouse. That was a very well drafted team. That was a really fun team to draft. We we have the Traylon Burks. Uh, we actually have we have uh, Saquon. Yeah, we had a lot of Burks and we have Tony. Yeah, yeah. And not Rondell Moore. That was Pat Corain, but we had him. We almost took him as well. <laughs> oh, that guy took Cousins too. What is this guy doing? He's yeah, this, this draft is weird. Wow. The Just worst part about it is his team through six rounds is burning them out. Damn it. Uh, Rashad White, that's the guy I was eyeing up. So we're waiting. We have him all queued up. I I, I was deciding between White and Albert O. I probably should have let Albert O just sink, but now I'm stuck. Now I'm really tossing it up in the air. You all got a vamp because I have no idea where I'm going at this point. <laughs> Only 15 seconds, Wheeler. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Damn it. I don't want to do that. Galladay. Let's see. That sounded like some pain in that one. That was a little bit. Galladay pain. Painful one. That's a painful one. But 11th round, you know, eh. I'm not thrilled about it at all, but it's where he's going. He can, you never know. You never know. I just didn't. Uh, Dotson, I like, but it's Washington. I, I just don't see. And then there's a couple other ways I could have gone. Oh, well. All right, Chirp, we're, we're sitting reason. pretty here. Yeah, we're, we're looking pretty good here, Terp. I got a couple guys here that I, I think yeah, we both... Yeah, I'm with off. I'm the highest on three, but I'm good with any of them. So three will be there when we pick up the 12 I agree. 100%. 100%. You think two is the... Two well, one. Two... I could go either way. I think that the... Um, I think there's a better chance that two is OTC when we're there at the uh, at the 12-02. So I think I we should take one... Okay, so we're going to take Jahan Dotson, and Wheeler I actually do like Jahan Dotson for best ball a lot because I do think he's going to have some spike weeks. Um, he's getting a ton of buzz in camp. Uh, Curtis Samuel has already missed a, a, a decent amount of camp days already, um, and they're limit they're limiting Curtis Samuel's snaps. Like I, I don't know, and they said it's not related to last year's injuries, um, so hmm. it's like a lot of mystery with him. And then Logan Thomas is not going to start the year. Uh, I'm pretty confident in that. Like, I think Logan Thomas might miss a considerable amount of the beginning of the season. Like, Dotson, like, they're talking up. And, like, again, he might be a guy whose weekly usage is, is hard to predict. But I think, like, he could be the, the number two most targeted guy on Washington. Um, McLaurin's going to get a big target share, really, really big this year. But I think Dotson, like, if you don't have to predict the weeks to start him, 
He's a good one to take. He's perfect. Yeah, I probably should have taken him. Now, Terp, I think, too, like, we both really, really like him. But I don't – There's a drop-off there a chance he one. comes back? Yeah, like, I, I, think I think there's a chance he comes back. Chance. One has no chance to come back. Yeah, and also, do we consider QB just because two more could go with this – I guess he again? took Tyler Algier. He, he kind of pumped the brakes a little Maybe bit. Maybe he's back, and I don't yeah, think I mean, he can pass on one if he makes it. Yeah, one's got to be the pick, and it also gives us a, a little bit of correlation. So let's take one. Yeah. So we're taking Darrell Henderson here, and Sean McVay said that he he views it as having two starting running backs. Um, I think Henderson's going to be a big part of the of the of the the weekly plan. Um, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, Akers, when he's there, is going to get the lion's share. But I like Henderson a lot. Any week that, that Akers misses, Henderson's a top 15 play running back. Catch the ball, great offense, the value in the 12th round with that. I just took him in a, one of the super flex best ball teams in this range. And he's I've been yeah. drafting him a ton lately. Yeah. And Turk, we have the correlation with him and Mike Williams, too. Correct. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's kind of nice. True. The Battle of L.A. Yeah, Henderson's a good pick there. Little RB run here. It looks like Team Eight is off the. It looks like they're off the auto pick. Ah, it's really good for us. My Matt Ryan stack. Yeah, we will survive. Yes. Hmm. I gotta go, Madison. Yeah, I just took him in a drafters. Nice. And and Kine being uh, injured, like, to me makes – like, Madison was always a, a good pick, but you had to be curious about a coaching staff, maybe trying to get, like, the electric, extremely fast Kine a couple of touches here and there. Mm-hmm. I think, like, it, it just makes everything a little more clear with Madison. So he's there. He's the upside um, – one of the upside cuffs who doesn't offer you much um, weekly – Unless uh, unless Cook misses, that's the difference between him and like a uh, Durrell for me is, you know, Absolutely. Madison. Yeah, and Madison like the weeks like if both of them had Acres and Cook out, you'd probably have Madison as the better weekly play. But Henderson like will get those those sneaky double digit uh, weeks um, that can just help us in best ball. And there's still so many questions with Acres. I mean, one hundred percent. Henderson could be the guy for all anybody knows. It's hard to take Acres where he's going for me. Um, I can see it. Yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, I definitely like Henderson over Madison. I just Madison's one of those handcuffs. Cook goes down. I'm I'm set. But JD, uh, can you move the screen up so we can um, or scroll up a little bit? Yeah, sorry. Maybe to the. Oh no, worries. Just to the fifth round. I'm just trying to see who's okay. Cool. That's perfect, JD. All right, so we're at hmm. little trash talk in the, the chat. Someone said Kyle Orton didn't show up for the draft just like he didn't show up for the Super Bowl. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I need one of these other teams. Sorry, Wheeler. No, I'm just – 
I I like to look at the other teams as they're mm-hmm. building. I'm trying to swivel between my queue and the draft board. Kyle Orton, back to back, double tapping goes Julio. Khalil, love Khalil. That's why I have Montgomery here because I have so much Khalil. It's like I'm offsetting with. Uh... What was David Montgomery doing on special teams? I don't know. It's like very it. odd. Like it's it. very, very somebody odd. who has no David Montgomery like, at all. They just, they just want to give him the ball. They just want to give him the ball. I think that's just a camp thing. Like, yeah, let's rotate. Let's get everybody some reps at everything, just in case. It, it also goes back to the, why did Josh Jacobs play last night? I'm going with a little Jacksonville stack back to back. Lawrence Ingram. The Josh Jacobs one is is much more troublesome than the. Uh, I mean, the nobody played. One. Yeah, it's insane. Like they, they and they had him up there for two series. Um, it's very odd. It's very very odd. And I like Zamir White. And I think the coaching staff is going to use a bunch of running backs, but why do they want to see Josh Jacobs um, in those first first uh, two series? It's very, very weird. Yep. Could be my favorite RB5, Samir White. I have a ton of them. Yeah. Mm. Wheeler on the clock. <laughs> we were talking about something earlier. But I want to go in a different direction. I like your stack, the Lawrence Engram stack. I've been using that quite often. Yeah, by with Marvin Jones. I'm gonna do something silly here. We I'm were gonna, hoping you didn't do that. I'm gonna stack Galladay. There you go, Wheeler. Nice. <laughs> Just, I'm glad. I wish we never had that conversation. <laughs> if we didn't have that conversation, I may not have done that. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. <laughs> yeah. He was but, definitely coming off the board here soon. A hundred percent. There's but, a there's another the, guy out there I usually get, but you know. You anything about Drake getting traded? Who? What? Kenyon Drake. Well, I think that there's there has been there's been speculation um, that there could be a move in Las Vegas. I didn't see anything um, that's like like concrete, but I think that that's a possibility. Interesting. I I don't see running backs getting traded. Who's trading for a running back? Like especially Kenyon Drake. Eh. There's not many teams. I mean, there are big people ahead of Kenyon Drake. He could also got to be leading the pack. He could also. I mean, Kenyon Drake renegotiated his contract this year, so I don't see him getting cut. Yeah. Um, I would imagine he's there, but I mean, I could see you could see Vegas moving a running back. I mean, they they do have could, like four guys right now. I could see them moving Jacobs. Yeah. You could see that. I mean, well, you might actually get something for Turp, Jacobs. Turp and I are OTC. Turp, it's clear for me, number one is a smash here. Yep. Sign me up. Okay, cool. So we, we had him in our queue. I always expect someone in my queue to disappear when, when Theo says that. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we had him considered where we took Darrell Henderson. I think, like, yep. he's the clear-cut number two, two target um, for Houston – and he's 6'4", 225. With the Mechie, unfortunate news. I mean, he's yeah, awful news for that kid. Terrible, awful, awful news for sure. But yeah. Nico is just the guy. So, you know, I don't think we need to – I will say number one would give us more correlation for, for week 17. And in a nutshell, I like him more than number two. 
Terp. I think I know why you have two in there, which, which kind of makes a little sense now. But can we wait on two? We can. We could get two. I think if we wait, I think he could, he'll still be there. I don't think one will be there. I'm good with one. Let's take one. It's bore. It's boring, but it makes sense. No, I like Higby, man. I don't in tight end premiums. I think he's a value right now. Yeah, he's fine, and, it's, and it gives us a little more exposure to this Battle of LA game, where yeah. it's just going to be Darrell Henderson and Higby uh, and Mike Williams going. You, you, you guys might just have to go to LA for that game. Maybe no doubt about it. If we're, if we're in the final twelve, we're there. You don't got to give me an excuse to go to LA. One hundred percent Battle of LA. Hmm. Yeah, that's the type. Like Njoku is the guy that I think is going to uh, surprise this year. Like he's I w- right there with Higby. I think like I, mm-hmm. I, I've been taking Njoku in in non tight end premium in the in the fourteenth, thirteenth, twelfth round. Like since since the uh, decision I think uh, it's if Watson comes back I think Njoku explodes but even if he doesn't um, what's his name the backup quarterback the the guy that might start um, he peppers the tight end why can't I think of Cleveland's quarterback right now Brissett Brissett. he he relies on tight end quite a bit too so even if Watson isn't back or if he ends up suspended for the year or what have you. I have a feeling Njoku's going to really emerge this year. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a guy Muzio likes. I know you're right. Uh, yeah, I had him queued up. That's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I, li- uh, I like him too. Literally just talked about it. We were just DMing each other about potential uh, picks that are coming up and DJ Shark was one of them. KJ Osborne went right before me. He was the next in my queue, and I've heard Muzio talking about Chark and all the reasons why. I mean, and uh, with Williams, apparently going, Jameson Williams going to be out for a few weeks or may not come back for the first few weeks, and he's definitely missing reps in camp. DJ Chark should be able to at least the first few weeks. A hundred percent. I was uh, hoping KJ would fall to me there. I'll go Pickens. I think he might have a good opportunity in uh, Pittsburgh. He's having a great camp so far. Shout out to our boy Austin Martin, who's I think watching this right now, who's got more George Pickens than literally any human anybody in the world on on Earth right now. He's the guy that got me on George Pickens. Running, running, very, very pure with the early camp news. Nice. That makes me feel good, man. Austin's a great player. I mean, Pickens got the dog in him. He does. Totally does. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> on the, the, on the Andrews, dog scale. The <laughs> on the dog scale, Pickens is the Rottweiler. Through the roof. 100%. JD, I like the, Tol- the Tolbert and Pickens uh, selections. I think we're really good for your build. Thanks, man. No. I like them. I like them. Gordon screwed me right there. The last guy in my queue, Wandell. Oh, all right. Wandell. Yep. I was I was taking him just to 
because <laughs> <laughs> we talked about them earlier. I just wanted to be cool. I'm glad we had that conversation. You <laughs> could really use Danny Dimes. Uh, I, I was debating Wandale when I took Chark. I, you can't, I, I wasn't going to take him over Chark, but if I, if I was going to go full stack, that would have been the time to do it. I kind of thought he would come back to me. I knew he wouldn't have gotten past Dave, but no shot. No shot. Hmm. Got some chat about Watson in the in the chat. How do you guys? I've been throwing him in late in some drafts, like on drafters. Just you know. Kind of that. It's a, it's a it's a tournament. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to to nail a perfect a perfect ticket. It did. It does force you to to, to take him as your QB three, so you have a little yes. less coverage. Yes. If a guy gets injured, you, you know you have a little less. Um, you can't do a two QB build with him. It has but to be see, two, three QB. But see, Theo, like those guys who took or the the guys the eight spot who went back to back and they were both week nines, and then somebody said like they took Stafford. That's you would take Watson. You know, to fill, I don't know if the buys work, but you would you would think that would fill nicely. Uh, Actually, Watson's the week nine by two. Is he? Yeah, there you go. Forget but, it. Erase the, everything I said. Marvin Jones for the triple stack in Jacksonville. Let's go. But. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I still don't like why he there's no reason to take four quarterbacks in a row. No, of course it, not. It's insane. It had to be an accident. It just had to be. Who, whoever this schleps is right before me, man. He's, he's sniping the hell out of me. Marlon Mack. Shout Dude. out to Schleps. Uh, making us slaps <laughs> in the chat and sniping Wheeler. Getting macked on a Friday night. Uh, I like this guy, though, too. Jamal. If Justin Swift Jackson goes down. Justin Jackson doesn't scare you at all? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. There's nothing about Justin Jackson that makes me the slightest bit nervous. This coaching staff went out and got Jamal. Like he got hurt last year. That's why we didn't see more of him. Um, uh, yeah, Swift is definitely going to take over the starting role, and it'll be like seventy thirty. But we will see Jamal, and if Swift get, gets banged up, I don't, Justin Jackson doesn't scare me at all. <clears throat> All right, where the heck am I? Five running backs. In a row. Probably. Two tight ends, four, four quarterbacks, and five running backs in a row. This guy is all about stacking. Jesus. Love Hassan Haskins, though. Yeah, Hassan Haskins is, uh, is a good pick there. Yeah, you were on him to, a lot. I've been I've been on Hassan Haskins a while. His Since grandmother responded to one of my tweet one of my oh, tweets no. as well. It was awesome. <laughs> it was That's it was right. really cool to see. My favorite grandmother in the NFL by far. Shout out to uh, Miss <laughs> Haskins. <laughs> All right, so Terp, this is easy for for me. I think number one stands out a lot, and it fills our structural need. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's take him. So we take Brevin Jordan there. Which is like one of the the last tight ends 
um, that I'm kind of into. I think that he's got a clear path. I know, like, I talked to Abib and, and uh, Deo of first and 15 quite a lot, and there are and they're Houston guys, and there are some some chatter about Pharaoh Brown, but I think Brevin Jordan's just the guy. He's a he's a I, I'm a sucker for a Miami uh, tight end, um, and like Jordan, you've been reading camp reports that they're going to line him up at fullback. They're going to do a lot of two tight end sets, and it's just besides Brandon Cooks and our and our man uh, Nico Collins, um, I think there's an opportunity for a third pass catcher there. <laughs> nope, no shout, shout out to you did grab for. Shout out to my man Trevor. I'm sure he's drafting tonight somewhere if he hasn't drafted already. Um, but nope, it's just uh, it's just a four uh, QB crazy build. It's called burning money. Hmm. So Terp, I think our, our hands are tied here. I think we got to do it. I don't think we really have a yeah. choice. Yeah, I would have liked to have. Uh, let's make see where this guy goes. But I would have liked to. But yeah, I, I would have liked to. But it. yeah, it is what it is. Okay, so we're going to take Davis Mills here. So we get a little Davis Mills, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan. Um, We really get just get we get crushed at QB two. We would have liked Daniel Jones. Wheeler takes him. Um, We would have liked to have um, you know a little Jared Goff there for a little Goff Swift. Um, But at the end of the day, Davis Mills is in that tier. Uh, I think they're going to pass a lot, and it's we have a, a nice little stack with Collins and Jordan. So not the worst thing, but again, I, I'm not super comfortable with Mills as my QB two, but at least we have the correlation to go with it. So we're really going to need to lean on, uh, on fields in this, in this build. As soon as you went Brevin Jordan and I saw the Nico earlier, I was like, I had no doubt you're going to go Mills and that was the right move to go. There was a yeah, possibility we were going to push him if. Yeah. I mean, honestly, in this draft, if the team didn't take four QBs, then yeah. we probably yeah. we would have ended up with Daniel Jones, um, and or we would have, yeah, we would end up with Daniel Jones, and that's just it would have been a completely different build. Yeah, for sure. I just like as soon as you took Brevin Jordan, which is a good pick. Like I like the Brevin Jordan pick. I just figured Mills went right along with the Nico Collins too. And I, I like that stack. That late stack is beautiful. Usually in the um, drafters or uh, underdog, you can get a stack like that in like literally the last three rounds. Those are my favorite stacks. The late ones, you get them cheap. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely frugal. If you guys didn't know, if you guys couldn't tell from my dynasty trade offers, um, been, uh, What's the um Randy will gladly call me cheap as fuck, but I call it frugal and I definitely love those late stacks. And speaking of stacking, complete mine. Give us some Hamler. So my spoiler alert came true. Wheeler did get Alberto mm-hmm. and KJ Hamler. Yeah. Nice. I'm very predictable too. We we saw that we saw that like eight rounds ago. Yeah. I telegraphed it too. So. <laughs> Big time. I'm not shy about it. But this this is where it gets fun. You start throwing your dart throws out there. 
Yeah, I'm going to put in my fifth running back and keep the Cincinnati stack going. I really like Chris Evans a little bit that we've seen. If he gets an opportunity, he could be a, so, a beast. Wheeler, I, th- I do think that these that these rounds get kind of – like the fact that this is 20, 20 and not 18, I think like the 19th and 20th round, some people are going to throw away picks. Like I think Justin Herzig has talked about the importance of getting points out of your mm-hmm. last two rounds. We, we've heard Todd talk about that a lot. So like the real, the really, really sharp best ball minds are, are going to do, it's just having slight, slightly better um, win rates out of your last few round picks can make a big deal. I think with these extra two rounds um, where if you just get like two, two usable weeks, three usable weeks out of a, a 20th rounder, it's going to make a huge, huge difference. And, and how it complements your roster that you've built to, to this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I just like I, I like looking at some of these guys and it, like I look at some of them and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like I know I can get four or five weeks out of some of these guys if it if everything hits right. Like and if you construct your roster right, you're you're looking at the right positions right about now so Katie, that you can, can do can that. You, can you scroll up a little more? Yeah, the, the that, comments. Yeah, that's are... perfect. In fact, like. Shout out to Jake in the chat complimenting Mills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I like Mills as well. Uh, as well. Um, I think that you're, I think his his rookie season kind of went underrated. Um, you know, the Texans were supposed to be this punchline, but they certainly had some extremely competitive weeks with him. Um, and he definitely flashed. So. The fact that they didn't take a quarterback this year uh, and they didn't bring in anyone, and we keep hearing all these rumors about this guy and this guy getting connected to Houston, but right now Davis Mills is the QB. They gave him the red visor in uh, in camp. I mean, you don't give the red visor to a guy who's not a baller. He's a great value where we got him, especially with the stack. I mean, we're obviously QB struggling right now, but I like the Texas yeah. stack this year. It's like you said, it's kind of, it's kind of condensed. I mean, with Cooks, Collins, obviously the sad news with, with, with Michi, but. Yeah. I mean, good. the key, the key to me is, is Collins. Um, like if he takes that next step, I, I think he could be like, I he's, agree. he's a dark, he's a dark horse to be like a wide receiver three this year, just cause 100%. I think he's got the touch, the touchdown upside. Um, he was like one of those huge recruits that Michigan got with Chris Evans, JD, that all like kind of underwhelmed because they had, you know, some weird seasons. Bad but quarterback he was play. A hundred percent bad quarterback play too. But like none of them reached like their their potential, and uh, but they were all like huge, massive recruits. Mm-hmm. And, and Collins is just a beast. So yeah, I'm betting on him. I've, I've drafted a ton of, of Nico Collins. Sorry, nice pick, so you, you were talking to me, and I was just trying to figure out my ADPs and and kind of the guys I have left in my queue and that kind of thing. So I apologize. I was, we had we had Paris we had Paris Campbell in there. That yeah, was I like pick. I like pairing him with Pittman, especially. I mean, I mean, I don't have Ryan's. Uh, he's, I got sniped with him, but I, I like getting uh, again pairing up receivers in the same offense as like later with some of your studs. I kind of like doing that when they're cheap. Yeah, stacking the late round receivers is good. I uh, I didn't notice something. Daniel Jones has the same bye week as Russell Wilson. Oh shit! Ooh, we'll take him off your hands. Don't want him. 
But guess who just I, missed on Watson? Guess who gets the stack with their oh, wide receiver one? Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Away. <laughs> I like it. That's the first time anyone's ever mic dropped a, a Baker Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> it but, must be. It's got to be. Got to be. When you have, I when love you have me some Baker. We, we had Baker queued up too, so we're. we're there's one other. There's one other that actually would have been a stack as well that I think is worth drafting. Or, uh, yeah. Oh. So, uh, Terp, I I think that uh, I'm going to push him to the top of the queue, and I think we should think about it. Six. Well, I just moved him to one, just because I th- it's it's ugly, but. You might, if you want to do it, that's that's probably the one. If you just consider the, we'll talk about when we're OTC. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, then we can we don't have to do it. Um, you know, he he probably comes back around anyway. But I don't think it's something we want to risk though. At this yeah, point, we can just talk about it after. Um, yeah. And by the way, Jake, who's in the chat, he's is, right next to is us. The twenty sixth, or he's right next to us. So. I've drafted Glad a bunch with him so far. He's a good he's a good uh, FFPC player for sure. Sure is. All right. Yeah, so, I, I appreciate the 26ers letting us know like when the so 26ers are in the draft. We're OTC here. Terp, if we want a three QB build, to me, it's it's Mariota. It's definitely um, Mariota, but can we wait till Mariota to the next pick? The guy next to us has three quarterbacks. Okay, so then let's do it. Well, let's 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 pivot. Um, I I don't mind taking one of the one of the running backs we have, and I don't mind Alec Pierce. Um, Where do you stand on six? I think it's fine. Um, I think it's fine. If you want to do six, I think it's a little more dice roll than than taking. A, I'm okay with six, or I say we take five. I'm good with five, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Okay. And then um, definitely so one we, coming back. Yeah, 100%. I like that pick. I just went to cue him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not – there's more exciting picks we could have made, but, you know, I think that Foreman looked good last year. They bring him in. He's um, a clear backup. 100%. Yep. And also with the yeah. expand, expanded season, like, I don't see – I don't see McCaffrey playing every single game. Right. Like if you might get three starts out of Foreman, um, and you know he showed he's very capable. He's a Dan Williamson favorite too. Dan Williamson is always a uh, a sucker for Foreman. Yeah, I, I I like Foreman. The I would say till recently. Um, so this, is, this is an easy pick for us. Easy oh, pick. No, he's still on. But I, okay, so- I I've, heard, I've heard whispers, and and it makes kind of sense with Hubbard. I mean, he did look good last year. He catches the ball. You could see these guys splitting just the same reason they don't want to run, you know, CMC through the ground. There's no reason to, you know, maybe lean that much more on Foreman. So I, I think they would each have their role. Um, I, I mean, I think I think it's I think it would probably be Foreman getting the the touches that you want, though. I think Foreman would get the goal line role. Yeah. Um, if it was those Agreed. two guys. Agreed. Like, so I don't know. Foreman Foreman looked Foreman looked good last year. So and let's face it, it's and the Hubbard was Hubbard was mixed. I feel like. Yeah, no, 100%. 
Um, and it's a running back position behind a guy who's been out for a couple seasons. So it's not, it's not a bad pick. I'm just kind of wanted to discuss that a bit with the, I think people assume that Foreman is just going to, cause he did, he looked good last year, but he also looked good in an offense that was built around Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? And Terp, we, Terp, we're, we're, we have a five RB build, which obviously we could take one with the next two rounds, but like, I feel like if, if we shut it down at running back right now, it's not the end of the world because of what we did early. I'm good. Shut it down. Five different bye weeks. Not that that really matters, but yeah. I yeah. There might be like one guy later on, but yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, I think if, if one of the guys in our queue is there, like we could do a six RB build, but that's like what the Dylan pick does for us is if we didn't take Dylan, we would have ended up having to take more running backs. So I agree. The Dylan pick definitely makes the structure look so much better than what it could have been. Wheeler, are you OTC right now? I can't see the – no, you're, you're in the hole. You're in the hole. Thanks for the heads up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to look at a bunch of different screens. I, I wanted – I had Terrence Marshall and Will Fuller next to my queue, so. I have so much Marshall. I don't have a whole lot of them, but I'll throw them in at the end if I got a baker at the end or – yeah, well, I'll, I'll say I'll when say, I think I'll, of Theo, I'll throw Terrence Marshall in. Okay, but you got you also have the 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 buddy narrative with Baker Mayfield and Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood Higgins is his guy, really? and now Hollywood Higgins is a, is in Carolina. Like Higgins resigned with Cleveland, like I think it was two seasons ago, because him him and Baker had like a had like a chemistry, and he liked being there. And then he goes to Carolina, and then Baker happens to get traded there, and now they get reunited. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm hopeful for Terrace Marshall. Like, everybody would love to see him, like, that believed in him last year. But and Robbie Anderson – Yeah, big time. And Robbie Anderson and Rashad Higgins there, um, it's not as clear. So, I don't know. Guys do bust. Um, guys that we really, really like do bust. It happens every single year in the NFL. So – like we're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel with Terrace Marshall. Um, you know, I flipped some of him in dynasty this year for like third rounders. It was hard to do, but I think yeah. it would be hard for me to get a third round for him yeah. tomorrow. True. My whole queue just got cleaned out. So I'm going to go with, this Sorry, I'm going to go with a new Twitter darling, Mr. Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I was going to go with a five RB, but we'll throw him as my sixth RB little lottery ticket in the I'm case. I'm curious to see what they do in Kansas city. I mean, if he, he was a team, one of those guys probably going to get cut. I don't think yeah, right about running that. backs. Well, it comes down to if do they think Pacheco can – to me, it might be McKinnon who doesn't make the team. Yeah. I, wouldn't I still say Ronald Jones, but – Ronald Jones makes the most sense. Um, doesn't play but, special teams, doesn't catch the ball. But then you'd be then, – the, then if you're going to cut Ronald Jones, though – it means that they either think that CEH is now able to handle goal line carries, which they've never yeah. given him in his career. They've never given him. And, or the rookie Pacheco is the goal line back in Kansas City, and JD just won this, this best ball, um, and Isaiah Pacheco shares all, like, cash out. So, like, I, it's, 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 it's just weird to me because I feel like McKinnon can't be the goal line back. Um, they signed McKinnon like late in this offseason, so they bring him back. 
But again, they, they brought him back after a while. So I don't know. I feel like he might be the odd man out. I just can't see them cutting Ronald Jones. Like they got him in free agency. Jones profiles to be a goal line guy. Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely exciting and it's worth taking shots. It's definitely on. something to watch because this guy's getting a lot of positive press. Big time. And they used him in the slot this week. Like they were, they're having him play, run with the first team offense at running back. And then they're using him in the slot. Like he's a four, three, seven guy. It's Andy Reed who knows how to get people in space. Um, and you know, Pacheco's super, super interesting. He's I like the guy. Fast. I hope they don't cut guys, guys, do you know who's going to be balling on the other side of the, the goal line with, when Pacheco is balling out in that week 17, Greg Dolchich, because it's going to be the one game that Alberto sits out and I'm going to win the tournament. Boom. Tight end three. Uh, Andrew Schellenberg and I took Greg Dulcich in a main event this week, uh, a slow main that we're reviewing Tuesday night. Um, and yeah, JD, that's, that's good where you got him. That's, that's very good value. And I think like it's probably Alberto that leads, leads Denver tight ends in, in points this year, but you have to give 25%, 33% chance to Dulcich that it just is, is, is happening. Yeah, I, I like Dulcich too. I think you're going to see both of them on the field at once quite often since uh, Tim Patrick went down. Like, and is there a scenario where Dulcich yeah. sees some wide receiver snaps? It's um, because he was a wide that, receiver before. Really? Yeah, they converted him at UCLA, but like he's a he's not a blocker. He's a move tight end in every sense of the word. And maybe they they are able to use him on some wide receiver snaps. It's a big learning curve. Makes total sense. To be, yeah, right. so I mean, we're betting it's on Hamler, but it's easier for them to learn to um, run routes than it is to block. So that that's always <laughs> the biggest hurdle of rookie tight ends or young tight ends getting on the field is they don't know how to block their position yet. So if they're going to just split them out wide as a receiver, well, then that makes a lot more sense. Oh shit, I'm up. Um, my darling from last year at tight end. Troutman. Um, That's a good pick, too. I like that Pacheco pick, though. I, I figured I figured my Zay Jones picks might have threw you off a little bit there. Yeah, it, it did a bit, but I did have Pacheco in my, like, emerge, you know, smash emergency right. glass here pick. That was that was if, if all my key was gone and, and he was, yeah, you guys cleared it out. So Yeah, definitely Pacheco was in my queue. I thought he'd come back. Terp, I put a guy in the queue that's gross. But Very I think gross. If you, start, if you start thinking about it a little bit, it's it's a twentieth round. <laughs> look at it in the right light. <laughs> it's like three forty three a.m. and you're just coming out, you know, of, of like the subway because you went to the club and then you stopped off. It's the like subway. it's like it's like Way so gross that if we real gross like, under the street like, light, she looks good. Yeah. I don't hey, think, the I don't darker think it is, the better we look. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we're gonna make that pick, and I think it's so gross that I don't even want to say it on air. I hope not. We'll pick. say the name. I don't know if I can click that button. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna strictly a correlation play. Um, a twentieth rounder. Um, it's it. Yeah, I, I think that. I don't, really think what we no, do, I don't think there's any way he gets cut, which is a good thing. I think we take one and three. To be honest with you, um, let's wait until. Until uh, Jake goes, and then we kind of we'll talk it out. Three, two. I just think it's the bet. If we're if we're betting on this, we're betting on this. That is correct. I'm just looking to see if there's a. 
Tyler Batty is one I've heard talked about there too. Yeah, Tyler Batty. Um, Adam, my cue. If I didn't take, the but it, it, to me, it's Batty. I, I believe I haven't looked at any film or anything, but I, I, from what I understand, Batty's a great pass catcher. And in Baltimore, the last thing running backs do is catch passes, so it doesn't quite do not, add up. To do me, not but. sleep on. Do not sleep on Mike Davis. I think that it's it's not it's not I'm what he would on. do. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a golf snooze button on that oh, one. Thanks. I'm telling you guys, it's it, it, Lamar. Lamar wants a veteran next to him. All right, so right here, Terp, we're we're looking to be a little unique here. Right. Um, I think I think like going with with Velas Jones here. Um, mm, stack stack it a little bit with Fields. I'm with Unless it. you see something else you want to do, I think that's the move. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, let's take Velas. I'm I'm just saying that the the Mike Davis is it's extremely boring, very boring. But but I don't think it's out of the realm. I threw five in there. Terp, we can just talk about it since we're, we're we're here. Byron Pringle, if we want to push the stack, um, James Prochet, um, as a as an interesting dart throw in in Baltimore, who we kind of like, um, and then Josh Reynolds uh, in Detroit to get a little correlation with uh with swift brita if you think if you think you get two starts out of them if if barkley misses two games makes somewhat sense because you're cuffing in the 20th round hey theo game etiquette stop naming names uh, it's our last pick so we're yeah, really... it's not mine so terp you your choice dealer's choice <laughs> I, I lean pringle Jesus. or brita but I'll, you can go crochet or let's go. go uh, let's go. Your, your call. Brita. Brita. You got it. JD's going to take Ashlyn Doolin. He's in my that queue. Was He's in uh, I mean, the guy I mean, that we were talking about was Rex Burkhead. I got yeah, three that, guys lined it. up. Three guys lined up. You guys, you better, they better be there when it, yeah, at least one of them. Cuffing in the 20th round, I think is fine. Uh, Terp. As long as he, he's the handcuff, <laughs> I think it's fine. Because uh, if, if Saquon sits two games, and Brita gets you fourteen and fourteen, or some some you know, it's it's fine. If we reach to do it, it would be incorrect. But that's I, I would, think that's what the the twentieth twenty rounds gives you the flexibility to do. You wouldn't have done that in an eighteen. Yeah, I have, a I have a theory on cuffing. If you you use the round you took the running backs in, if you add the rounds together and they're over twenty, you're fine with the cuff. So if you draft a guy in the 10th and 11th or two guys in the 10th and 11th and their handcuffs, you're fine because it's over 20. If you draft a guy in the first round and the 20th round, you're fine because it's over 20. We have the 10 round rule on the GOAT district. JD and yeah, I, you know, we but if you grab team. a guy in the first round, you're not going to grab his handcuff in the 11th, are you? Yeah, I, I have the no handcuff rule in, in pretty oh. much across the board. So Theo's I usually do too. Out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I usually do not handcuff. I think that there's the 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 one situation where I think it's it's pretty clear, and I think it might be worth doing so, is if you commit to Dalvin Cook, if you can get Alexander Madison in the twelfth round, it's such a clear it's such a clear situation where it's a guy who usually misses a few games and such a clear handcuff that has produced as an RB one 
Um, I still think times. in basketball, I still think in basketball, you're capping your ceiling. If you're, if you're playing, talking about setting your lineups, I, I, I don't mind it at all. Or in dynasty, I, as much as I don't like handcuffs, I don't mind it. Uh, okay. Let me make my last pick here. I've got all these Cincy guys. Khalil Shakir is going to ball out week 17 against Cincinnati. Booyah with the last pick. You know something Mike? I don't know about Kennedy Brooks? About who? The guy you drafted, Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks. I I heard about him early in the offseason, and I kind of just got shot that one. I actually – it's regrettable because I actually wanted to go Duke Johnson, but Duke Johnson's been my last-round guy. Um, Kennedy Brooks is just – a name I've heard, and I, I have no idea what's going on in that Eagles backfield, so I took a shot. Nothing nothing more than a name I've heard. Just getting back to JD's thing with, with cupping in, in best ball, um, it's, it's interesting. But Mike Leone did a big article about this former GOAT District guest, Mike Leone. Um, he did a, a really good article on handcuffing in, in best ball, and Jack Miller has also done some um, interesting stuff with that um, on ETR where they, they show like the win rates and the hit rates. It was from an underdog perspective, but it still kind of, kind of flies. Shout out to Billy Muzio. Shout out Billy. I pumped so you up earlier. Get, we have to get Terp's answer on this JD. Cause we got wheelers. Wheelers was DJ Moore as his wide receiver. He could finish wide receiver one overall outside of the big three. So Terp, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper cup, all go in the top three of every single format. If there's another wide receiver that finishes as wide receiver one overall, uh, who is it? And you can give two guys if you feel more comfortable doing that. The answer would be Cortland Sutton, but I'm going to give somebody different. Kadarius That's a great Tony. answer. Kadarius oh, wow. Tony's my wow. answer. Wow. That's a big one. It's a hot I love take. it, Terp. That's Number one overall. Tonight. It's a hot take right there. That's a hot take. That's All aboard the Tony train. I love it. I love it. I, I, I love Tony. I'm a sucker for Tony right now. I think he's. Uh, so much upside. We saw it last year. Yep. He's a baller for sure. And they're going to also line him up apparently in the backfield. They're going to also – apparently they've run him at Wildcat. And he's a former quarterback. There's a clip that's on Twitter of him just messing around before practice throwing 60-yard bombs downfield. So, uh, Tony, I saw Tony's that. There's a lot of hype He's a football that. player. He's a football player. I almost took Doolin, by the way, as my last pick. With my <laughs> with my cold stack, but uh, I needed someone across from Cincy, and uh, you know, Twitter, Twitter is making look these guys look really good right now. You know what I mean? They sure Ashton are. Doolin, Ashton Doolin and Alec Pierce is the battle for our times. It's the battle for the ages. Yep. So, guys, anything surprise you in this draft before we maybe you you know go through your uh, your team quickly and what you liked and like or anything you want to say about it? Teammate, teammate, teammate. is, is the really shock it. and it made this a unique draft because True. somebody took four straight QBs and you could draft 20 of these this week and you're not going to see that at all. And I think he has nine. And I'll say three. also, I thought number team four with the five tight end build is, is unique, even though they went late, you don't usually see a five tight end build. Yeah. Um, don't hate it. And I mean, I don't really like it. Uh, I think that you're you're betting on a lot of low upside guys, but I can see why he did it. He didn't use any draft capital. He used round 16 and on on tight end. Yeah. Or excuse me, he went in besides Fant. He got those four guys, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I just don't um, like the guys he took. <laughs> it's, I don't like yeah. the guys he took either. Outside Logan fan. Thomas, Kyle Rudolph, you know, John U. Smith. I'm probably not taking any of those guys. I, I wanted more, so he sniped me there. 
I don't mind Janu in the last round. No. I, I don't. I would never have drafted Kyle Rudolph. I, yeah, no shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, maybe JD, you want to go first and talk about your build. Yeah. So McCaffrey fell to me at three, which I felt pretty. You know, whether Taylor or McCaffrey falls to me there in three, I'm happy. And then, you know, you guys know I love me some Justin Je- uh, Jefferson. So either way, I'm happy in the three spot. So I got CMC. T. Higgins, my most owned player on the FFPC, is uh, I got him on the 10 on the way back. Pittman uh, as my wide receiver, too. McLaurin, and then I grabbed Gibson two rounds later. I like Antonio Gibson in the sixth round, the value, especially around some of the guys he's going. Took Montgomery in the fifth. Uh, not a huge Montgomery guy, but I like he's kind of a solid pillar there. Uh, he kind of fills my RB2, but also have upside later on. And that's why I kind of went, th- you know, initially I was going thinner at RB, ended up with six. Uh, Burrow, Burrow, Higgins, I I just can never pass up that stack. I love that stack. Uh, I just think that offense, you know, people are like, oh, they're not going to throw as much. Or it's like, why you got to the Super Bowl. Why would you change anything? Burrow's just going to get better. T. Higgins just going to get better. Chase is going to get better. They're going to get better. I don't see how this offense, you know, takes a step back in any in any way. Uh, they're, they're, they're actually going to throw more. If you, you remember the first six weeks of the season, they held Burrow back. He was coming off the injury and they, they wanted to run the ball. Very- they wanted to slow everything down. And they didn't really pick it up. They're actually going to pass more this year. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you and get- run, and run more plays and be high flying? Yeah. And their and their schedule is a lot tougher. And they got a new offensive line. Yeah, I I really like that that Higginsboro stack we got there. So Stevenson, we all like Stevenson in the eighth round. I, I love him, uh, especially in my skinny RB builds to get him as my RB three or four commit. We all love commit. And then Dan will be happy. I got Ingram later who I stack with Trevor Lawrence, one of those cheap uh, Jacksonville stacks. I added uh, Marvin Jones a bit later. Um, who else do I have? Tyler Boyd's I added to my Cincy stack with Burrow and Higgins, George Pickens and Tolbert two uh, opportunity rookies uh, showing good on Twitter right now. And, uh, you know, some good Twitter promise upside Chris Evans with the, I, I like Chris Evans, with, you know, the limited uh, action that we saw from him last year. But again, in that offense, Mixon, it wouldn't, you know, I don't think anyone would be shocked if, if he had any is- injury issues or missed some games this year. So I think Evans is, is good, especially in the 16th round. Paris Campbell and then Shakir Flyer receivers, you know, kind of going with my earlier stacks. Pacheco with the shocker pick in the 18th round. The, and then uh, Dolchich as my tight end three. Wheeler. JD, I have to say, I love your first 18 rounds. No, I'll take that. It, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'll tell you what. Fifth round, David Montgomery, I've been wholeheartedly always against. The more I do my rankings, the more I realize probably wrong about David Montgomery. Like, I need... I need to move him up. I need, I need to be not so down on him anyway. Like I have barely any David Montgomery, but I need to get more of him. I, I think I'm wrong about him. Um, as far as my team, I went too balanced. Like that Zeke pick, I I regretted it kind of immediately. I tried to justify it, but no, I would have much been much better off with Sutton. And I mean, I I like getting Kelsey in the first. Uh, Aaron Jones in the second. I'm cool with DJ Moore as my guy. 
love getting him in the third. I think if I went Sutton in the fourth, I like the, the, the Juju is fine. I well, yeah, you, I probably you would have also had the, you would have also had the KC Denver week seventeen with Juju Sutton and then Alberto later on Russ and Hamlet. And oh, wow. that would have been a nice stack right there for, for that week 17. I mean, too bad I'm going to beat you in this league, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you probably are. But <laughs> I like I've been getting Dobbins in the sixth constantly. And that's probably it could end up hurting me. But if he ends up being healthy for 14 of the 17 games, I think you're looking at a high end RB2. Agreed. Um, London I like, but I think if I went Sutton earlier, I might have ended up getting Hunt in the seventh. Um, I like the Wilson. I like the Gage. Alberto, I said I grabbed a little bit early. I probably should have let him come back to me. I would have rather have Rashad White there, um, and that would have freed me up when I got to the Alexander Madison pick. Um, I probably would have gone. I might have gone Landry there. I might have, who knows what I would have done if I, I might have pivoted another direction altogether. But um, yeah, I kind of got a little unhinged a little early. But one thing I tend to do when I do get unhinged is just try to keep it balanced so that I can, I can pivot in any direction. But what I don't like is that I didn't pivot in any, any direction. I kind of just kept going balance here, balance there, even out. And I didn't, I didn't make any one position super strong. And that's that's the the risk with the balance build, right? That's that's right. Kinda... like this team and the I'll be in fifth place. Which will get Herb, me nowhere. Herb Theo, you guys have anything to add on on Wheeler's team or before you guys go through your own roster? No, I mean not really. No, not really. I think it was the Zeke the Zeke pick. Wheeler. The Zeke pick kind of screwed everything yeah. up. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think if you go, I think if you go with Cortland Sutton instead of Zeke, and that's mm -hmm. a guy you have a ton of, but right. this particular draft, you you were worried about the the positional cutoff. Um, I think you could have made up for it a little bit more, and you would have liked your team a little bit better. That was just my only thought. Yeah. Um, Terp, why don't you do the first half? I'll do the back half. I mean, the first half, I really don't think it could have went much better. I mean, Barkley and Swift, we both love a lot. Mike Williams is a high upside play, definitely the wide receiver one, probably in both of our opinions. And in LA, uh, Kittle, we don't have much of him, but he's definitely a good ad right here. It was pretty much Kittle or Sutton. I feel like Sutton's been debatable. AJ Dillon was the one questionable pick, but it made all sense because if we didn't take AJ Dillon there, the draft could have got a little haywire, getting those four receivers right after, and then starting to stack with Fields. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you, and I think the, like um, that the, the I like drafting from the back half, but I will I say that the that the end of the fifth round, whether it's football guys, whether it's a main event, whether it's this this uh, format, the end of the fifth round and the early sixth round in FFPC is a little tricky. I think you you can either reach for guys once in a while somebody falls to you, but it's just it's just like it's it's hard to prepare. You kind of kind of go on the fly. So I think taking Dylan there, having a little exposure to him, it kind of opened things up for us. And I think also taking the Kittle pick, it also opened things up for us where we wouldn't have had to, you know, reach go and take ends. a – Yeah, and we wouldn't have had to reach – Yeah, exactly. And 
um, and let us wait for Hig- Higby and Brevin Jordan. So, yeah, Jahan Dotson was a pretty easy pick for us. Um, I think he's got – we both like the upside, and I think he's got spike week capability. Darrell Henderson was also an easy pick for us. We almost took Darrell Henderson where we took Jahan Dotson. Um, we talked about it earlier. McVay's talking about how he views having two um, having two RB1s. Um, Darrell Henderson is a reliable guy, and uh, I think he's got some talent. It also gives us a little correlation with Mike Williams in the L.A. game in Week 17. Nico Collins, we talked about at length. Uh, we both really like. Uh, I think Nico, Nico Collins. Collins. Yeah, big time. And I think Nico is, uh, like we alluded to, I think he could be a wide receiver three this year, uh, and you're getting him as a, as a wide receiver five price. Um, and then Higby was a structural pick. It's not an exciting pick. We could have gone in different directions there. Um, I'm not sure if we could have done it over again. Um, we would have because Najoku goes right there. So we would have kind of been left held in the bag at tight end, maybe had to go for tight end build. So Higby structurally made sense. Um, again, it gives us a little more correlation with that LA game. Brevin Jordan gives us correlation with Nico Collins. It's a tight end with a little bit of upside. We get him at tight end 25. I think he beats that ADP. Um, and then we followed up the Collins and Jordan picks with Davis Mills. Um, we would have preferred to get Daniel Jones earlier um, and have a more reliable QB2, but Davis Mills with the correlation, I think he's a little underrated. We get him at QB26. Again, I think he'll beat that ADP, um, but we need him to be like QB18 or 19 if this team is really going to be going to be dangerous. Uh, then we take Deontay Foreman. That was a difficult pick for us. I think we could have gone wide receiver, but you know, Foreman kind of made sense. We also could have gone um, quarterback there, but we waited. We take Foreman uh, with the plan of just shutting it down at running back. And we followed up with Marcus Mariota, where we don't necessarily love having to take a third QB, but having a, having Mariota there with Mills makes sense. Uh, maybe you get, you know, one usable start out of Mariota. One negative is uh, he has a week 14 bye with Justin Fields. Um, but again, we have Mills, so that shouldn't be an issue. And then we went with Velas Jones in the 19th round to kind of lean into that Chicago um, correlation where we have Fields and Mooney already. Now we have Velas Jones. Um, he was a day two draft pick. He's got speed. He could be a deep threat. <clears throat> and then the 20th round, uh, we go with Matt Breida. Uh, we did not mind handcuffing Saquon. Um, you know, we were ap- apprehensive to do so, but it kind of made the most sense. Even if Saquon just misses two games, you might might feel happy about having his his handcuff, especially in the 20th round. So I like our team a lot. Um, I think we drafted well. I think it comes down to quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks, and I think we need Kittle to be Kittle. Like, I think we're yeah. going to need some some spike weeks out of Kittle. But I feel good about it. We made up for it at wide receiver, despite getting all those running backs early. We I think we have enough, enough explosive wide receivers, and our team will be a little fun. Love those four guys in a row. Guys, 100%. smash the like, smash the subscribe. Let us know what teams you like. Like, you know, we all know about teammates, so don't, you know, don't go nuts with teammate. But look, look around, look at the other rosters, see what picks you liked and like, what rosters you like, and uh, let us know in the comments, guys. This was a ton of fun, man. These check out the FFPC guys. My FFPC one twenty five buy in two hundred thousand dollars to first place. These are a ton of fun. They're slims, twenty rounds. You saw it here. We did it what in a buck forty. And uh, just a good time, guys. Wheeler, remind the peeps where, where they'll be able to find your rankings, one of the top rankings on the rankers on the planet, at FF underscore Wheeler. Where can they find it, brother? 
I'm at the 33rd team.com now <laughs> with like I had to think about it because it, the the 33 it, the 33rd is 33 RD so the 33rdteam.com um my rankings will be there and along with fantasy pros again yeah yeah follow Wheeler on Twitter as well Terp at Dave Terp ton of fun man and you're you're on the FFPC a lot remind the teams where else they can find you Dave Turp on Twitter. Find me on the FFPC message boards, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. If you ever have a question, be happy to get back with you with any questions you have. And definitely get over to myffpc.com. Main events going on right now. Best ball, super flex is about to fill. Football guys. I mean, there's so many different price points, no yeah. matter what your tolerance is. It's the best contest out there. Deal. Listener League, uh, for those who sent in their apps, we haven't forgotten about you. We're going to set that up very soon. We've just been a, a couple of us were away for a bit. Who else do we have coming up? I know we got some hot guests lined up. So we have um, Andrew Cooper um, at Coop A Fiasco on Twitter. Um, Andrew does a tight end article every summer that we highly recommend you go take a look at. We're going to deep dive tight ends. We're going to talk about maybe 30 tight ends. So if you're into the tight end position, this is going to be the show for you. Uh, it should be a really good show uh, Monday night, especially for our FFPC listeners. Um, and then Tuesday night, uh, Andrew Schellenberg and I are going to do a main event review show. Uh, we drafted a main event. I have a second main event board that we might review. Uh, Abi Bagbatoba is going to be joining us. And uh, there's a chance there might, there might be one more guest on for that show, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. And then we have a bunch of awesome high-stakes guests all line up for uh, the rest of the summer, including Fantasy Mojo, Darren Armani. He's going to be back on. We have uh, the GOAT, Chad Schrader, probably the most successful fantasy football player ever, coming back on the GOAT district. Uh, and we're doing a what should be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to do a auction show with two of the best auction players um, on earth, Chris Eibel, who's an NFFC Hall of Famer, and Jack Hahn, who's well-known in all high-stakes uh, formats. Both awesome those guys are, are fantastic auction players, and our very own overhyped sleeper is also a fantastic auction player. So that show is going to be a lot of fun, um, and I don't think any podcasts are really doing that. Uh, and then we have Dwayne McFarlane. Um, we have a few, other, um, a few other returning guests coming back on. We're just, we're just crushing it, J.D. This summer has just been awesome guests, and we're going to keep it going. It's the GOAT district, man. We, we, we live by the name, and this is where the best come to hang. We want to bring you guys the best, make you the best in your leagues so that you're crushing, making money, making your wife happy, that, she, that you're playing fantasy and making her money at the same time. I mean, it doesn't get it's – like, it's like drafting best ball on a Friday night, right, guys? Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. We appreciate you guys in the comments. You guys were awesome tonight. Make sure you tune in live. Drop your questions. We're always here to answer. Check us all out on Twitter, and we'll check you all later. Go district. <laughs> bleat a ball, bleat a ball, bleat a ball, bleat bleat ball, and I bleat a ball, bleat. 
I ball. It's the coach. Bleed, streak, yo. I ball. Cause I bleed, bleed, bleed. Hey. Bleeding, I ball. Defeated the ice. Didn't see him at all. JD in the pies. I needed it all. I bleeded a lie. You bleeded a lie. Nah, I bleeded a lie. And that's what a goat do. Facts. Let me show you. Happen to know. Dudes drafting. They don't do bad. And they don't lose. Make you wanna bleed, bleed, bleed. It's the GOAT district, boys giving you the business And no gimmicks, the best ball drafts Got me feeling like it's Christmas yeah. Then it's Christmas all of a sudden And these riches came from nothing And I got this all from loving the district See, I just drafted, forget it I laugh at the critics They mad at the digits I clap back by listening See, ballin' ain't a problem If you kick it with them off And I refresh the feet till autumn Then I bleep, 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 go That was a good time tonight, guys. Absolutely. Oh. Always have a good time with you guys. That was fun, man. Kev said he, he's committing to every Friday night, 9, nine o'clock. Told me. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> hey, you're, Maybe you're... Not, not a 125 every Friday. Huh? <laughs> Next week for one, though, right? We're doing one uh, Wednesday night, no? When, do, uh... Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, I'll do whatever Wednesday. Yeah. Um. I, I was going to butt in when you talked about Coupe fias Fiasco. He's in my Raz Bowl. I don't know if you guys are in that. He's, no, in, my that's he's awesome. in my league. And uh, so I need you to get as much information out of him nice. as you can. Nice. Like, who does he well, like? His, his article is up. Like, it's honestly very good. Like, you might not agree with all the tight end takes, but like, he, I don't care about tight ends. I want to know the, all of his players. <laughs> I don't, I, I, we're, we are we are literally we are literally going to go tight ends for for an hour fifteen. JD and I are going to go as deep as deep as we can on tight end. Cool. No, Dan is away. It's me and JD. We're going to go like Dan, maybe, Dan, maybe, Dan like, Arnold's going to take up at least like eighteen minutes. You mean like Tom, he, Tommy Tremble? You mean <laughs> Tommy Tremble? No, I, I, I almost <laughs> took him last round. I was thinking about it. I yeah. think that the Taysom, Taysom Hill, Adam Troutman should be a, like an end of it. But literally we do like the same thing we did with Adam Krautwurst, except like even just no nothing else, just all tight ends. So then I'm go fucking nuts and pump his, his Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's all into the tight ends. Yeah. That's his niche, man. These guys, uh, you know, he's got a niche. So especially yeah, like um, when I'm looking at other, at other people and how they're doing in the rankings, I, I seem like the, Tight end is a niche. Like yeah. those that are great at running back and receiver usually suck at quarterback and tight end and vice versa. Like sometimes the ones that, yeah, it's really weird. Um, but I feel like I see his name up there quite often. Like tight end, such a weird position. Like JJ Zacharyson will not project mm -hmm. like tight end, tight end rookies. Like he doesn't do it because it's so right. difficult. There's no like point. you don't you you don't see any of these guys like it's it's very niche and very uh, interesting, um like like Jax Jax Falcone will do some tight end stuff I think like he'll try to project pro prospects but it's tough man it's real tough yeah it's all like Jalen Woods and and it's not like Jelani Woods Jelani Woods is going to be bust bust there you go making your man Mo Alley Cox look more interesting though for sure this year yeah he's going to 